on the Living Bliss Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Living Blessed Podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Anna Tigre. And today's show is brought to you by blessedbodywear.com. Thank you. What's new and blessed this week? Oh, there's lots coming new, actually. Next week, not this week. There's lots coming oh, next week. Oh, all those pants. I'm going back to Las Vegas this week, actually, yes. to screen print the size labels get on some, those pants. Get some work under your belt. It's, <laughs> yeah, been, it's been just a beach uh-huh. and, you know, uh-huh. relaxing. Uh-huh. You didn't see me carrying in everything <laughs> from the van today? That's the Facebook, uh, yeah, exactly. the Facebook life. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, yeah, we're here just relaxing, yeah. going to the beach all yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> today was, uh, today was uh, a break from the ordinary. We took a trip into Miami, which was... Oh gosh! Basically, it was all day. Yeah, um, but we ran. In, well, owning a business. Anybody out there that owns a business understands this: that business is just a series, a continuous. It's it's a continuous conveyor belt of problems that you have to come up with solutions. Hopefully. For. Solutions. Yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> idea, right? If you don't have the solutions, and uh, and so today we, there was more problems than solutions. Well, we've had a lot of problems, <laughs> right? And it's just like, oh gosh. So we'll get some of that tackled when I go back. And that's uh, okay. That's okay. We trust God's plan. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what I I wanted to talk to you about today was God's plan because t- today was one of those. It's not just today. It's been the last two or three days, right? Yep. And uh, where you think things are going in one direction and you see God's hand in all of it, you've yeah. prayed, he's give you, so you go in that direction 100% and then uh, everything. You commit to it, yeah. Yeah, and then you hit a wall or all of a sudden everything vanishes and, and it's like, wow, okay, what was that for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and those times for me are always very, very discouraging because I put my heart and soul into everything, right? Right. And so when something just vaporizes and that's i think you hit you know the nail is like some people they always they don't want to really tell or say out loud what their their hopes that's are you or, were raised. The, or the, yes that's how i was raised where like my dad always said you know don't what if it doesn't turn out what if it doesn't happen so don't tell people what you're working towards or what you want and you know and that's that's a terrible way to live really because you miss out on so much and but when you really commit to something you put yourself out there and you do the work mm-hmm. to get that done and then it doesn't happen and or it it's falls just, apart oh. and this is the thing but i and, and today i was you know in this long drive back you know the kids were cole <laughs> finally fell asleep he was so upset all day right? so tired well then the minute he falls asleep the girls started playing that silly game like sword fight with water bottles right <laughs> and i've never seen them laugh that hard for that long and Katie, i'm out. sure almost wet herself because it was just hilarious and, and and cole slept through the whole thing but but i was you know we had a few long stretches because it's what we i mean we're to get there two and a half hours two and a half hours at least yeah each direction right and so i was doing lots of thinking because it was one of those you know just kind of kicked in the gut thing you know like oh geez all that spent a month on this Mm -hmm. you know and then all of a sudden it vaporized and just like why it seems so clear that that's what god wanted me to do Mm -hmm. you know and 
and and and then we got to here and 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 I was here and I was thinking about it in the van and I, you know I was feeling sorry for myself right it's like oh jeez you know and uh kind of took the wind out of my sails and then and then I remembered <laughs> the Addison and we're going to explain what an Addison is and I realized yeah this is just an Addison right that's all this is there was a purpose to it all right but way, way, way back when, before we became foster I'm going to tell the story because you're terrible at timelines. Yeah, I am. I can't do timelines. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the baby being born, you know, three months after their 16th birthday. And- so what happened was um, one day after we were married and we were living this amazing life. We were kind of tinkering with the idea of adding Getting children, pregnant. yeah, adding t- children to our life so, in some manner. In some in some manner, because we couldn't conceive naturally, so our not to be not for lack of trying. <laughs> Stop it. Well, uh, Terry had a vasectomy 20, 30, 50 years ago. But that ago. didn't stop me from trying. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> and basi- I'm not. A, I'm no quitter. Anna. Basically, at that point. Um, you know, because of our age, uh, you know, I was what already forty. You know, you were one hundred and forty. <laughs> you were older than that, and uh, and so to reverse the vasectomy, like the chances of getting pregnant are very very low at the age of forty. So then you have to go the IVF route, and something never sat we well with me. We looked at Brazil. We looked at Spain. We looked yeah, at all these and we things, had adopting options, embryos. Adopting we we did embryo- like I think we ran the gamut of every possibility. Well, and we both have always been open to adoption. We we discussed that from the beginning. Is just that when we start looking at private adoption, let's set you know cost aside. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole lot of you know there's questionnaires you have to answer and we were failing most of them because you I was know too old. you were you were i think you were 50 at the time yeah i was too yeah. old you were too old and it wasn't our first marriage and we we were together and for you, five and you had an accent stop it <laughs> we were together for five years but we were only married for one or two and so that was a problem so with with every you know, uh, adoption agency, there was a problem. And I never, ever, ever considered foster care and you even less because we're both like, there's no way we're going to be so attached to a child and then, you know, have to say goodbye with, yeah, with, and, and it's, it, with everybody. There's nothing that. wrong with foster care. Don't get, don't get no, us but wrong. This is everybody's but what it fear. is, is whether or not you can do it <laughs> as right, a person, right? because these kids come into your life and they've all endured some sort of trauma, mm-hmm. if nothing more being taken away from their family. Right. And everything Even if know. it's a newborn. Yeah, even if it's a newborn. And we've had, you're, and you're we've taken had away what, from three, your... three newborns, basically. Right. And, uh, and so still, it's, it's a change for them, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and then there's always the chance they'll go. And, right. Um, so we were sure that we didn't want that. So we're looking at all these possibilities. And... Uh, and then a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in like 10 years, she called, she texted me and she said, Anna, I, I wanted to call you to ask you a question because I, I know that you guys were interested in adopting. And I was like, yes. So she called me and she told me about a situation. I'm not circumstance. (laughs) We are not, we can't go into details, but there was this little 
newborn named Addison, named Addison, and that she perhaps would need adopted parents. It, it looked like they wanted that the child was going to come to us through a right. private adoption because right. they wanted us to raise this child right. and like that. Well, let me just tell you that in the next month, our life completely changed. I think you started getting up before noon. <laughs> Stop. I remember, I remember you doing dishes, like opening the dishwasher for the first time and going, oh, that's what this is for? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, I sat Listen. down and stopped doing laundry. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, all jokes aside. No. The, the truth I is... I was joking. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> the truth is, is um, I was never really Mary raised. Model. <laughs> <laughs> I was never raised. Um, and this, this, I could have been just joking about that. Now you no, just, I'm going to be honest because, you know... Nobody would have ever known. There's no shame. But there that's, was some truth to that. That's the truth. <laughs> no, I never woke up at noon. Come on. No, <laughs> it was much like, later than that. It was like nine o'clock. No, 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 no. Here's the truth. I was never raised... I was raised... Um, Somebody else did those things. ...affluent in Brazil... Uh, my parents came from nothing. My dad worked very, very hard to build a life where us kids, especially my sister and I, because we were much younger than my brothers, we had maids and drivers, and we never even learned to make our own bed or to cook or, you know. To clean. To clean mostly. Or do laundry. <laughs> or laundry. Or open a dishwasher. <laughs> We didn't have a dishwasher. We had yes, you did. Somebody to she wash would come the in dish. every day at eight o'clock. <laughs> and out joking aside, it's a little bit different in Brazil. Um, most people, even if you're middle class, mm -hmm. you have a full time maid, and that's just based on the economy. There's well, of course, a lot of people that need jobs, and so it doesn't cost as much. And you're you know, so it's different. And I moved here, and let's say you know the first. I don't know, five years that I was here, I was a college student. So I lived a lot like college students do, you know, which uh, is not the most organized and clean apartment. And it wasn't until I met Terry Goodlad <laughs> <laughs> that I was told that I wasn't who up was to ironing, standards. Who was ironing clothes at two years old and I've got the burn scar on my leg to prove it. Right. I yeah. think Terry used to, when he met me, I think he used to iron your underwear. I iron. I didn't iron my socks. That was a bit much. <laughs> and that's just because you come from a I'm police. Very, very well, and not only that, but my my grandmother was right. very, very organized and clean. Uh, and but you told me that you got really clean was, when you went to police. Well, college. I did, and and so it's just that environment because you button everything down, right? You need to know where your equipment is. You need to know it's going to work. You need to right. know you got a backup for that piece of equipment and and a backup for the backup, and you know you need to know all that stuff. And so everything is super organized, super prepared, super. You know, some people think it's OCD until you're with other people that work do that. that yeah do that for a living like yeah. when i got back into security here everybody's like you know that that's that's the kind of person you need to be that's the standard yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. <clears throat> but but and I mean we couldn't have been more opposite. Don't get me wrong, I love a clean and organized house. <laughs> I just yes, don't want to do, do it. <laughs> While sitting on the couch, sipping on something red, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> Might be coffee if it's before noon. I can tell exactly the spot you missed. <laughs> oh, you looking good, honey. <laughs> you cleaning so hard. Look at those big muscles. You lifting that chair the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> So that was our life before. So Addison. long story short, so Addison came along, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you suddenly, yeah, I started nesting. You did, <laughs> literally. It's the truth. Yeah, it was crazy, and it was interesting because a friend of mine that um, at the time I used to do a lot of uh, not personal one on one personal training, but you know nutritional, just pointing and, and telling them what to do <laughs> no, more, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like classes of no nutritional gotcha. nutrition, and then you know a lot of online clients, some in person, and then I would give them workout routines they would do on their own. So anyway, there's my one client. I told her the story because, you know, I, you always become friends with your clients. And so she's like, well, I was just about to clear out my garage and give away <laughs> all of my daughter's baby stuff, you know, mm -hmm. the crib and everything. And so within a week, we had a, a baby room put together, blah, blah, blah. And I started to learn how to keep a house. And, and at that point, what happened was... Addison never materialized. She never. And so came. it was like, okay, God, you you did all this stuff. We did right. all this stuff in obedience. What are you doing? Right? right. But later on, what happened is we did eventually become foster parents. Right. And, and I think it was maybe six months later or so that we started taking the classes. So Right. And and the thing of it is is when we actually got there. We kept there, that room. Yeah. We kept that baby room. We just But when we the got door. there, I mean, there's no way if we would have had a child come into our life at that time, it would have been a struggle to keep up with running a business and keeping a house and all that and looking after you a child, so a newborn. You would be so busy. Yes, I would be. There was no way you could do that. No, I couldn't juggle at all. No. I? No, no. So anyway. I would breastfeed though. I wouldn't make you do that. <laughs> I'm just joking. But but uh, you you really did, and you maintained it, even though Addison never came. Right. And so we had this whole situation going on, and we really didn't know, because it was like, where where are we going to get a child from? Right. You know, what are we, you know, what are just, we doing? It That's was, what it we're was the same at. position we're in today. We're going, okay. Yeah. We're all dressed up, and there's nobody to dance, and there's no <laughs> band, and there's no dance hall. Why did he tell us to get all dressed up and come to this place, right? Right. And so it's kind of like that. And and what it was is, uh, you know, we just worked on our home and we worked on, you know, all that stuff. And, and really what it was is changing our mindset. Right. And, and then when we finally did take our first placement, mm -hmm. you know, uh, our first uh, like semi-permanent placement, the one that wasn't just a weekend or a few days, yeah. <clears throat> that was Comain. Yeah. And he was uh, four and a half months old. And um, when he came, you were ready. And even though it was a struggle, because it was your first child, uh, it was a struggle, but you still did 
I mean, imagine what it would have been like exactly if you're learning how to do dishes and do laundry. It, absolutely. <laughs> Trying to do that, right? We had to break away for a second there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just cutting in here. We had to break away for a second. Cole came out and had, had to go a potty. Bath- bathroom situation. Had a, yeah, he did. He's, 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 uh, we've, new development. He's kind of got settled in here, squared away, and uh, he decided this week that he didn't need his diapers anymore. Yeah. So when he says he has to go pee, means he, we have to move now. Yes. So, <laughs> so we stopped the podcast for a second. So we're, proud we're, of him. We're back. We're back. So we were talking about the, the Addison yep. thing. And so that time that we had between Addison... Was she coming, not coming? The phone call. And getting everything and then becoming foster parents. But in obedience, you you didn't drift back to doing things like you did before. You you kept a house, right? Yeah. And you made meals and you made a home and you turned our home into a home. And, and you saw the benefit and how much you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And that really is a big part of being a parent. I mean, there's the looking after the kids, right? but really what it is is it's creating a stable home sure. for them and just, you know, cleaning up after everybody and keeping the place orderly. And my you goodness, know, that's most of my day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with three and, little ones. Yeah. And so with that out of the way, there was no learning curve with that. Right. Uh, and so when it was time and God blessed us with, with, Quamaine right. to care for. Right. Um, that was already you. You already had a routine, and I had a, a a pile of other things to work on. So then, but but the, well, right, but but at least that yes, part was out of the way, absolutely. and you could function, and it was just learning how. And it was you know three or four months, but imagine that three or four months, and that was a hard three or four months. Yeah, anybody that's having their first child, right? You know that's a difficult three or four months, and again with foster kids there are other issues exactly you know there's visits there's doctor visits there's illnesses there's conditions i mean without saying too much it's just you know it's not just um you know you're you're dealing with a child that has some emotional even a little baby can have emotional issues i mean Komain was taken from his mom and he was in in child haven for two weeks Right. Now, he had not left her side for four months. Right. And then for two weeks, never saw her. And so he cried when we went and in somebody, there. And somebody would come every four hours instead yeah. of every time he cried because they they were so overwhelmed with right. the, the amount of babies. So he was basically in an orphanage setting. Right. You know, and that was very they were traumatizing so overwhelmed. to him. Yeah, they were yeah, so yeah. overwhelmed that they, you know, they, and they said to us, oh, he's got really strong lungs because he just cried constantly. Yeah. You know, and so... So that affected him. And actually that affected him still, still to this day. He still has Mm -hmm. abandonment issues because Mm -hmm. of that. But, but the point is, is that you've got not just adjusting to a child, but it's adjusting to a child with special needs, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and so anything without, without Addison, I would have never been prepared. That would have been been a big bust. It would have been a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And so I look at, you know, I jet through and and then we go back through our life and we just call them Addisons now. Right. When something comes along and God sends you in a direction. And it it really seems like that's it. That's it. Yeah. This is the big this is the big thing. And then and then all of a sudden, or he'll tell you to go do this thing. Like for me, yeah. He's told me to go, okay, I want you to go do this. And I'm going, Are you out of your mind? (laughs) I'm not doing that. But it's like, okay, you want me to do it, I'll go do it. So you go do it in obedience and you do it. It runs its course. 
you're done. And it's like, okay, I did it. I still don't see why. Why? And then all of a sudden, I'm just thinking of one instance and without getting into the long story, yeah. what it was is this thing ended and it's like, okay, I have no idea why. And it right. didn't end well. Right. And, uh, but it ended and it, you know, I kind of got jerked over in this thing. Right. And that's why it ended. Mm. And, and so it's like, why did he send me to do that? What did I need to learn? That was my question is what do I need to learn? Well, there was nothing that I needed to learn. What it was is I had made, I had met somebody along the way during this. that was a pretty innocuous introduction mm -hmm. that turned into something that literally it was, was life-changing down yes. the road. Yes. You see what I mean? And so, and so that's the thing is, you know, you never turn down an opportunity. If somebody comes into your life, you never turn down an opportunity to make an impact on their life in some way, in some mm -hmm. positive way to care about them because you never know. A, what that person is going through and what they need. And the other thing is, is you never know, you may establish a relationship with them that, and, and that's been the case in my life, is how many people, I mean, just go back in the last six months, Anna, how many people have I met through work? Right. And how many people have you met? Yep. And then how has that played out later on? It's, it's incredible. And, and another thing I wanted to touch base on is that, you know, it, it's hard, for example, you know, Addison, yep. you, we got the, the room ready and, you know, I got myself ready. I, I, I learned skills I didn't have before and then it didn't happen. And I think it's really important at that point to make a decision to not, you know, it's, it, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be maybe heartbroken, you know, but you can't just give up on what you've learned or give up on the direction the process yes because because the process always makes you better yes and not just the process but 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 like okay so if if that didn't work and i took that room apart and put it all away and i got really heartbroken like i can't we would not have become foster parents no because i would be like i just can't deal with the heartbreak but you know instead you say, okay, God, so what is it that you have for Clearly me? Clearly, you didn't want Addison to be our child if right. she would be our child. And right. so it's heartbreaking. Right. But, okay, we know you have a plan. I don't know what that plan is. And, yes. and that's where we are. Like, I look at it again today, and it's just this massive kick in the, in the, in the gut. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, man, I'm just so tired, and I just want something to work right now. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> and, um, and it's been a month invested in something that's just not going to go where I thought it was going to go. And, exactly. and right away, that's how I saw it. Right. But the thing is, is I was driving and I thought of Addison. I thought, ah, ah, ah. Right. It's not, it, uh, stop complaining about uh, it's not going where I thought it was going to go and just go, it's going exactly where God wants it to go. Exactly. And be grateful for that. Right. And so I started praying just be just going down the list. And this is what I do when I feel upset or have anxiety and I had anxiety. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm driving back and I'm just going, okay, we we have a minivan and it's a really good van. Mm -hmm. Right. We love it. We minivan. love our van. <laughs> it's a Toyota Sienna. We love our van. Okay. Right? On that, on that note, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but have you noticed how in Las Vegas there was minivans everywhere and here it's trucks. I don't see 
any minivans. Like I'm the only person driving a minivan around. I've seen a couple painters and plumbers driving minivans. <laughs> I don't see as many minivans. You're right. I haven't thought of Isn't that. Isn't that I'm funny? Sure. See lots and lots of trucks here though. Lots of trucks, no minivans. No minivans. So I'll be the one with the minivan. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> so I digress. Yes. <laughs> I just but to say but that. I'm just saying, you know, I'm saying thanks for the minivan. I'm saying thanks, you know, obviously for our kids, for our dogs. I'm thankful for, you know, the opportunity to be here. So My wife. Running down the list. That couldn't clean and now look at her. Look at her go. Look at her go. Look at her go. <laughs> now I'm the one on the couch pointing out where you missed. Exactly. How did that happen? See, I'm a rich guy already and I haven't earned a dime. <laughs> but... Uh, um, that was the thing is I just started and, and you know what happened is the 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 sadness, the unsureness, everything. It's just like, ah, okay, you know, God's got a plan and this is just there's a reason why that didn't go there. There was a purpose for it. I'll find out what it is at some point or not. Right. But something else is gonna come along and this will have help prepare me for that. Right. Or it's going to shape itself in another way or something different is going to happen. Right. And that's basically how things have gone. That's been my, my walk with God, your walk with God as well. Uh, when you have that faith, and faith is so hard to have. Like, mm. like, you know, we're out here and I need to start working soon and, you know, money's tight and what's going to happen and, you know, we want to get a long-term solution for housing right now. This is temporary. And, you know, so everything's up in the air. And so it's just every day, it feels like you can't have fun. Right. And uh, so I was, the other day, it was, you know, out there with the family and we were at the beach. Yeah. Right. And I'm going, wow, this is, this is what I wanted. Right? right. But I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. And so I'm like, God, you know, please take this from me. You know, just let me, and he said, just rest. Right. Don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Just rest. And it was like, yeah. And so I did. Right. And and then <clears throat> now there's more of an urgency. And what's happening is there's going to be a massive change in what we're doing. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. And you're gonna need to be rested for I'm it. gonna need to be rested. And so yeah. I see it like like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the thing. If you can have the faith and it's always the hardest to do when the stakes are high, mm -hmm. when you're afraid of something or very uncomfortable or, oh my gosh, I really need this like today. Yeah. You know, or it's, it's so something that you really, really, really wanted and right. worked hard for and prayed for and did everything. And you're like, what? Yeah. You know, I like, I did everything you told me to do. Like, how can this not? And then later on, like now I look back and I'm like, we were supposed to have Cadence, Emma, and Cole, mm -hmm. and that prepared me for that. But remember, like, you know, Cadence and Emma had gone to a former oh foster gosh. family. We were just a temporary placement. They went to a former foster family. That was... And they were going to be adopted, yes. and that was... They were gone, and we never heard from them they, again. We will tell the whole story, but um, on a, a very short recap, we were driving down Charleston, one Las night Vegas. in Las Vegas, going back home, Quamaine is in the, he was still one year old, the back of the truck, before the minivan. Not the back of the truck. 
Well, <laughs> it sounds like he's in the box yeah. out there in the wind and rain and everything. No, we already had our minivan. That's yeah, why we, we were had able an to SUV take... and he's in the back of the <laughs> SUV in his in his government approved <laughs> the car seat, car seat with, with extra a, padding, with a five point harness and a bag of marshmallows <laughs> around his head, so nothing would happen. No, so Quamain's there. We're driving, and we were a month and a half away from moving to a new house, to another side mm -hmm, of town. Mm -hmm. But I think we had not found a new rental yet. We had been six years to, in the place we're in. We're looking for a rental. We had to, we had to. We hadn't found it because we had to go. Yeah. So, and we were opening our shop for Blessed Bodywear. So a new business venture. And I got a call and the 455 number is the, is Department of Family Services in, in, in Clark County. And I looked at Terry and he's like, okay, take it. So I take the call and, you know, it's always like, oh, there's two little girls, you know, and it's, they always like. No, and I like how they do it. It's they, like, don't, it's like, they don't it's, like telling you the problem. It's like <laughs> buying a used car, <laughs> yes. right? Or a used house, like really, you know, really she's, beautiful fixer upper. This one's got a, yeah. yeah. She's very energetic. Yeah, fun and energetic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know that, you know, yeah, exactly. she'll be all over. She'll so, be smashing your dishes. So anyway, but um, these two, they were referred to us through somebody that knew us, that taught us our class. And she thought we could be, you know, a potential match for them. So we took a little more seriously. And then the supervisor actually was so upfront, mm -hmm. ended up being the woman that, the, the, the reason why she we have three kids. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. But we didn't know she's a Christian woman. And she came clean and she said, actually, this is just a temporary placement. They need a place to stay for a couple of months until oh, It was going to be two weeks. It's going to be two weeks. Nothing's two weeks. But um, they need a place to stay for a short time until they go to their adoptive resource in another state. And I looked at Terry, I told him, and he goes, Anna, I don't know why, but I feel like we're supposed to say yes. And I go, me too. And it's it's nothing like what we, because we- Had, had we been, like, <laughs> we were in this situation where we had to get out of our house, yeah. but we hadn't found a new place, yeah. and we're opening up our manufacturing yeah. facility. And like- We already had the toddler- yeah, and, and we had this little guy, and it's just more. like, oh my God, this is such because, bad timing, right? Because M and Cadence were one and two. Right. So then we had one-year-old, one-year-old, and two-year-old. We had three under, under two, basically. Under three. Under three, yeah. yeah. And- uh, We said yes. We said yes. They came to us. The two weeks became seven months. Because Anna never says yes. Anna looks to me and says- Sweetheart, what do you want to do for these poor children? <laughs> Look at them. There's two little girls. Beautiful niños. <laughs> we didn't even have pictures. No. no. Oh, and what that's would you not like my to accent? Do? <laughs> it's not. It sounds so good. But I wish it was. <laughs> Very dramatic. Um, but, but the thing of it is, is and then I can't well, say no. And no, you said plenty of no's, uh -huh. Terry. And they did. And have you ever, ever listened and taken a no? Especially you, that, have you ever like, taken there was a, a six for month no? period have that you, you ever said taken a lot a of no. For no? Yeah, I, I said no. <laughs> Anna Maria Panetti, so, your nose is growing. So, anyway, we took them in month seven. 
Yeah, they were there for seven months. Seven months. So we're all, at first we're like, okay, I know this is short term. I know this is short term. I know this is short term. And then you're like, how can you not grow mm -hmm. attached? And then, and then they, they left in their princess dresses and Quamaine and us cried and cried oh, no. and The worst cried was we tried to keep Quamaine busy for a couple of days and I remember that Sunday night we were driving back from downtown Summerlin. Yeah. And it was a long drive and he wanted us to put on Frozen, Frozen this theme song for Frozen. That they they used all, all used to sing, sing together. together. And he he asked to put it on, so we put it on and he wept uncontrollably. For forty five minutes. Through the whole song. Yeah. And when it was over he asked to play it again. Yeah. And he wept uncontrollably we through the wept whole song. With him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is the most painful thing ever. But I, the thing of it is, they is had that they had left for good. They had left for good. We never heard from them again. So that was that was beginning of October. We went through Christmas. November, December, January, February. Terry comes out of the shower one day and he goes, and I was in the shower and I just felt like you should write the girl's supervisor an email and just let her know that if something goes wrong, we're here. And we want to adopt him. And I'm like, what would go wrong? Like, they've been there for months. And, you know, he goes, just write to her. And and I did. And I felt a little silly because she goes, oh, no, you know, everything is going great. Mm -hmm. And they're about to blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, two weeks later, mm -hmm. um, she were, goes. You were on a plane. Yeah. She goes, you're ready to get on a plane? And that was amazing and so so you went up to minneapolis and got the girls and how they still recall it to this day as you came and rescued them right and 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 they were like well should 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 i go or should i not go I was like yeah you should go you know yeah. for sure you wanted to go and i yeah. wanted you to go yeah and it was the best decision we ever made best decision we ever ever made and then we had them and we were still Cormaine was still with us and we were like you know what we don't want to have a revolving door of kids because that they were still like new to all the trauma and like that. I mm said, -hmm. so, okay, so we'll probably should close our license after no, their I adoption. Kept saying, I kept saying, close the license, close the license, close the license. And you said, I just feel like there's a little boy coming. Right. And we were down to, we had, we had to renew it. And right. I think we had two weeks left. Right. And we were down to the one week mark. Yep. Then we got a call about Cole. Yeah. And the crazy thing was, is, Years before. When we were talking about doing IVF. We were talking about IVF. I asked, we were talking about babies' names because talking about putting the cart before the horse. But And I said, I wanted a little boy. Yeah. If we, if had, we had a little if we boy, I wanted to name him Cole. I know. And what are the chances? I mean, how many Coles are out there, right? No. And then Cole came in when he walked, when he came in the door. Yeah. It was a crazy, and we've told this story before, but the the worker it was the supervisor that the was the supervisor, supervisor for the girls. Yes. It was the same supervisor. She told the worker to call, talk, us. call us. And so the worker called us and she already had picked out another family. Yeah. She told us and later. She told us later, but she had to do this because her boss told her to. So she called us and did the interview <clears throat> and then hung up the phone. And she had no intention of giving this child to us. But 45 minutes later, she called us back and, she, and the worker's bawling her eyes out. Yeah. And she says, I was driving along and God just convicted me that that's your son. And I, I you know, right. like this. And you guys, you know. Yeah. And we said, yeah, absolutely. We so want like him. Two days later, he But the in. foster home where he was, they've, 
they've been an adoptive resource for every child that's ever come through their door. 18 kids. 18 kids. She's got like a bus of her own. Yeah. And she came, she said, no, from the day he got here, it was very clear to us that God was telling us that this is not your son. Right. He came through the door. She told me later, like actually just recently, that that was her biggest act of faith that she's ever done because they had four biological kids and they've always wanted to adopt. And up to that point, they had never had an adoption. All the kids, they had 18, went to reunification. And she said, but God told me that wasn't our son. I brought him to you guys. I knew I did the right thing. She also had a little girl and that little girl was under a year old and she was going to go with a, with a relative because the parents were, she was abandoned. And uh, so she starts to FaceTime, you know, to bond the, t- mm-hmm. the child with the relative. <clears throat> and two or three months later, the relative said, you know, I think she should stay. And wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think she, I think she should stay because I can see how much you love her yeah. and how well she's doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm like whatever she felt in her heart. So by being obedient with Cole, yeah. she, you know, the other baby she had since she was born and she was almost one, uh, the, the relative incredible. had the change of mind. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. But when, when Cole, when Cole came, came in, came in the door, he, he was, he saw me and he was just like, he came to you. He was all over me. And, and, and then we laid down and you had a nap. Remember? And he was like snuggled. He was and he on only had and, three words. Yeah. And he used to call you mom. Yeah. He used to call me mom. That's right. Yeah. I was mom, 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 yeah. mom, mom, mom. And to this mom. day, like he's just my sidekick. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just incredible. So obedience and I guess the biggest message that we have learned with the, with the, all the Addisons in our life is don't allow yourself to get down or discouraged or discouraged or afraid because God didn't make you do all that work for nothing. Yeah. You know, he put a carrot inside of you because he knows you yeah. and he knows, okay, okay, he or she is not going to be doing the work that I need her to do mm-hmm. unless I do this. So he'll put an Addison. Well, and that's the thing. Like, like it's <clears throat> like, I think of one of these last moves. And so I did this thing that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Met this guy. Yeah. And, and from that took a job that was like a very, very, very entry level job. Yeah. A year later, I'm helping this guy run the company. Right. And learning a great deal from there. I've met this whole ton of other people and got motivated to go this other direction along the way. I've learned all these different things that I thought, okay, this is what, what am I going to do with this? Right. And, and then boom, it comes back to all of a sudden where we are today. And it's like, holy smokes. You know, if I hadn't have just done that first thing in obedience and then everything in obedience since then, um, this wouldn't have happened. But every step, even though it wasn't a direct, and and that's the thing, you know, you pray for something and the expectation is, uh, God, I want, uh, you know, a new Tesla, you know, well, (laughs) well, you know, and so we expect that we're going to get a new Tesla, right? Right. Or, like the kids say, I want that for my birthday. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is he'll, 
you might end up like we wanted to be in Florida. Okay. Well, there was the way we thought we needed to get to Florida <laughs> and there's the way he wanted us to go to Florida. Oh and gosh. so doing it the way we wanted to do it, we were five years into this and you another five years away from doing it. Yeah. And uh, the way he did it within two weeks, we were in Florida. Right. <laughs> and, and so what it is is, uh, you know, when, when you pray for something and you get something else, don't think that's not it. You might go through five or six different stages that prepare you to actually have the thing that you're asking for. Yep. You see what I mean? And and that's basically what I've learned from the Addison. You know, every Addison is, there's a reason for it. You know, we had lots of kids that came to us that never stayed mm-hmm. and some that we got very, very upset about. Mm-hmm. But I look at our family now and, uh, you know, we still miss Comaine. Yeah. <laughs> that one hurts every day. That will hurt forever. But again, that's, I don't know what God's doing with that. Right. You know, I know he's got a plan. And the only thing that gives me peace is I know that God is looking after that little boy and that he's got a plan for him. And God promises that he'll go before you, make your crooked places straight. And that's what we pray for him every day. And close whatever doors have to be closed and open whatever doors you need to be open, God, according to your will. And that's what we pray for every day. We yeah. pray for that. And and when you do that, he'll close some doors that maybe you don't think you want closed. Mm-hmm. And he'll open some you may not think you want opened. But that's what you ask for. Right. Have faith and go through it. Go through the door or just, okay, that door closed. And so this one here, this door closed, and it's like, okay. This morning it was just a, a huge disappointment because I'm looking at a month of wasted time, mm-hmm. which I'm sure will prove not to be wasted time at some point. Right. But I look at it now, and all he's done is he eliminated the thing that he doesn't want for me mm-hmm. because it's not... It's not what he wants. Not what's best. Yeah. And it's not what he wants. And so really what it is, is I've got more clarity now. But that's not what I saw when I got up this morning. No. <laughs> it's how I feel now that I've had some time to pray about and think. And where it came is just being grateful for what I've got and then having faith that no matter what it is, it's because I've asked him to close doors and open doors. Right. According to his will. And so this is a door that closed and it's like, okay, good. Now I can move on to the next thing then and feel comfortable that I put that one to rest and that's not the door. Right. You know, and so it's really, really perspective, but that perspective always comes down to faith and obedience. The two things always hand in hand. And I think if there's anything that five years of being a foster parent has taught me is faith and obedience because um, every day is such a challenge. And it's not whether or not these kids are going to stay. That's what I think most people assume. Right. What it is, is <clears throat> whether or not this kid is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's anybody who's been a foster parent. It's not whether or not you get to keep the kid. Right. It's whether or not that child is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll guarantee you. And, and so short term and long term. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and we've, we've seen and heard lots of horror stories, yep. you know, and, uh, um, we've, we've now to be, we've moved to Florida and we've closed our foster license. We, we did it for five years yep. and it was incredible, but I feel very, very good about closing the license. And now we can focus on our kids cause it's time to focus on our kids. Yeah. With Comaine going, it's a huge loss for they, them and yeah, for them they need it. that kind of change, just moving to Florida. 
is a massive well, setback today, for them. Cadence was crying, you know, and yeah. she misses him. Yeah. So they, it's going to be a long time and long time of healing. And um, well, I, I had a friend love that, there. Yeah, and I had, I had a friend that just asked me today. You know, are you guys going to foster in in Florida? And I said no. I said we are a hundred percent going to focus on our kids and our family because it, that's that's what we that's they, the phase we're in now they need so much yeah. you know we just moved across the country they just lost their little brother so they're questioning they're questioning us being their parents they're questioning if they're going to be together uh, emma wanted to know whose tummy she was in today you know mm-hmm. while we're driving this is the kind of thing that you know stuff that your normal five-year-old isn't going to ask you you know, but this is kids that have been from hard places. This is the kind of stuff that they need reassurance with. And every right. bit of change right. is a trigger for them because, you know, they were doing perfectly fine. And all of a sudden somebody grabbed a garbage bag, filled it up with whatever was in their room and dragged them off to a whole new place with new people. Right. And so that's, imagine being small, having no control and how terrifying that would be. Right. You know, and so that's, that in itself, forget the trauma that brought them into, brought them to the attention of, of CP mm-hmm. Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. The process of being removed right. is a massive trauma. And that's every child that ever comes into care gets to go through that. Look at us as adults yeah. having to leave our home and every, all of their lungs, belongings behind yeah. and being here now. Pfft, like Everything's different. That was not easy for me. No. You know? And I'm still like recovering yeah. because... You know, we are like this. This doesn't feel like my home. We're but again, I go back and it's that faith in God. Yeah, and and you know, I don't want to forget these first impressions in these first days and and like that. And I know where we are. Like again, here here's the, you know where we're located, and we're not going to mention where that is for you know, we're just not going to mention where it is right now. Obvious reasons. Yes. Yeah, um, but where we're at, this is not a place we picked, and I know Florida very well. Yeah. It's not a place I picked. But now that we're here, I don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so, again, that was an obedience thing because we had a different, completely different idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this came up and just like, okay, and it just felt like, okay, God didn't want us doing that first thing. But yeah, had we not said yes to the first thing, we probably wouldn't have moved to Florida because mm-hmm. that was our yeah. safety net. Absolutely. You know, but uh, we just had faith and Okay, we'll go. I mean, we left Las Vegas, um, and a day into this trip, we didn't know where we were going. Mm-hmm. Two, three days into this trip, we didn't know where we were going yet, uh, we, which state we were going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we knew which direction generally, but we didn't know which state. And so, so that faith thing is a hard thing, but when you do it, you see God's hand, and you see how he looks after his children right and so yeah it might be uncomfortable at times but that discomfort and sadness what that is is that's preparing you for something else and so so anyway i think (laughs) what i come away with today is gratitude having faith and obedience i gotta go terry little cole is calling me (laughs) i'll catch up with you guys next time thanks for listening livingblessed.tv you can uh, check out the website it's up and running now thanks for listening god bless